Welcome. You are listening to the Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast series. I'm Karen Broadhead and I'm here with Cody Haas. He is a clinician at Life Changing Services and he and I are good friends. And I just said to him, man, I feel so great doing this with you because we're like friends. I've known you for lots of years. So Cody, tell us a little bit about what you do at Life Changing Services and how long you've been here. Yeah, I've been here for five years. Just this last August um, was my five-year mark. I have been a clinician for the Sons of Healing program, been uh, working with people who deal with mental health issues, addictions, traumas through marriage, marital therapy, premarital therapy. do a lot of work with uh, generals at the text coaching program. That's Sons of Healman. And I, I'm the second in command in the Sons of Healman program for Reese Parker. That's what I do. That's awesome. And I know you're really involved too, because I mean, when you and I first met, there were Maurice and you and maybe a couple more clinicians. Yeah. And um, now, how many clinici- clinicians do we have? Because you're part of the recruiting and training process for that. Yeah, we have uh, 29 clinicians now and another one that's in training, so almost 30 now. Wow. And over, I think, and that's, these clinicians are all over the country. They're not just here in Utah. Yeah, they're all over. we got Tennessee, California, Washington, Texas, all over the United States and it's just awesome how it's been just influential in a lot of different areas and clinicians want to be a part of it. So amazing work. So why do you think clinicians want to be a part of it? What do you think is appealing to them? Well, I can speak for myself and all the guys that I, I mean, all the guys that I've interviewed is that spiritual aspect of faith-based intervention, really getting into faith and involving Heavenly Father and Knowing that he's a huge part in recovery has been awesome for those that have come in. It's been amazing for me. I didn't know there was an opportunity like this in in the world when I was going through school. I really wanted this part of the spiritual part of uh, therapy in my work and not promoted often, but here it's very much promoted relationship with him. I love it. So how did you find life-changing services? What, what's your journey here? Yeah, um, we were coming to Utah to try the seminary program again. I tried before, almost got hired, but then um, it just didn't make the mark, didn't make the last cut. And so I went to get my master's degree at Eastern Washington University and got that. Worked in prisons and some mental health facilities for a while and decided that I wanted to go try seminary again. And it was really inconvenient because we'd have to move back to Utah. We didn't have to move back to Utah, but it, there wasn't really any programs for uh, trying a seminary program in Oregon. And so we decided to make the trek back to Utah. While I was in that process, I called LDS Family Services to see what I could do to keep up with my degree and keep up with my licensure for license clinical social work 
And uh, Larry Lewis pointed me to Maurice Harker in the Sons of Human program. And the first person I talked to was, her name was Anelody Mill, and she got me going right in the process of getting into groups with, with Maurice and observing those groups. And after two groups, I was running a group with Maurice. We were splitting groups, and it's just been a dream. I lasted two weeks in seminary and subbed in seminary while I was building up Sons of Healman and I practice it. I've changed services. So it's been a really cool journey. And it was, it was meant to be that we came to Utah, not to teach seminary, but to be in the Sons of Healman program. It's been amazing. You know, I forgot to ask you a little bit about your family. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your family and kind of what you like to do besides be passionate about healing and helping people. Well, that's, oh man, my family is my number one passion. Kristen, uh, Kristen Grange is her, is her uh, maiden name. She's from uh, Centerville, Utah. She went to be my high school. We met as EFY counselors, which was another one of my passions before coming into Sons of Healing. Love being an EFY counselor. Met there, uh, got married after we graduated from our bachelor's degree and my family loved her more than all the other girls that were introduced to my family. So she was the one for sure. Especially my uh, just older than me sister really loved her and she never liked any of the other girls. So I knew it was right when Kimmy, my, my older sister, Kimmy loved Kristen. And so, uh, that's what, uh, got our family started is meeting Kristen and, and going through the courting and, we have Eli, he's our oldest, he's nine years old. Sadie's seven years old now. And we've got Kimber, who is named after Kimmy. Kimmy passed away about three years ago, and we named Kimber after Kimmy. And then we have Little Rock and Rockwell. Rockwell Cody Hawes is our last one. Or not our last one, maybe not our last one. But um, he is almost seven months now, so... And they're awesome. They've got two wonderful sets of grandparents and cousins and just wonderful support everywhere. Yeah. And I've had the opportunity to be with you and your family. And yeah, it's so obvious that they are your passion, that you just love them. So great. And I love your wife, too. I think she's so great. I think had I been your sister, I would have voted for her, too. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, if Kimmy put out the the vibe that she was, oh man, everybody else, everybody else loved everybody that came by, but man, you need to stick with this one. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So something you've seen in being here for several years, when you came, no one was doing any online groups or online counseling, but since then we've just exploded online. That's how we are able to have so many of these clinicians. And most of the ones you mentioned, those of those 29 have in-person groups. Some of them just have online groups. Some of them do both kinds. But what have you noticed opening up to an online format? Oh, I just noticed that, I mean, since we started the online part of the program, I was kind of the guinea pig for that. We got that going and and it's opened up so many more opportunities for guys to get healing. 
and to get into the recovery and to learn a lot of the great faith-based principles to get over over addiction and to beat the beat the adversary. And so it just broadened our influence and it made it so almost everybody in the whole United States and those who had access outside of the United States could really get access to help, access to recovery, and to be able to uh, have that a therapeutic aspect of it. It's been wonderful. And now we have, uh, I, we have way more online groups than we do in person. So much more, but we do have more online groups. Than- yeah, just a few more than in person. And I believe there's just a little over 500 young men now in Sons of Helaman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've been uh, between four and 500 the last year or two. And uh, that's uh, it's a testament of technology and what Heavenly Father promotes and gives us. Uh, that gift of technology has been huge for guys to get help. And it's uh, to be honest with you, the online programs are just as effective as our in-person. Same graduation rate. It's been a wonderful outcome. Yeah, man, I feel the same way. Whenever I show up to a Mothers Who Know meeting or, or get to have a Eternal Warriors class, I'm, I always feel like I would not know these amazing women and have their strength in my life if we didn't have this blessed format. It's just amazing. Right. It's just really helped with the Satan's tactic of isolation, too. I mean, it's just really helped us to create a format that's awesome so people can have a way to to get the, a resource and some help that maybe in their area there were resources and help, but they they weren't necessarily maybe aligned with their religious values. Right. It has broadened the influence of, you know, people, the ability to get help and to say that there's something out there and, and I don't have to drive four or five hours to get it every week, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that option online is it's wonderful. Of course, we per, we we love to do every, you know have everybody there in person, but and to have that option where people can do it from their home is wonderful. Yeah, well, one thing I noticed about you, I was because I hadn't known lots of clinicians, you know, in a you know, close friendship kind of way, except for Maurice. And when I met you, I just thought that the way that you went about creating your groups and growing and getting so passionate about helping as many people as you possibly could, I didn't realize that that was super unique about you until I have been able to meet and notice all these other clinicians that I've been able to meet, that how different everybody is. They're all really good at what they do. But you just have this, this is going to make me a little bit emotional because I've always appreciated this about you. But you've always just had this incredible just fire in you that says, it doesn't, it's not about me. It's about, I got to go find people, got to find people. That, that need this, that need me. If I can help, I'm going to help. And now that I can see that what you did was really unique and so honorable to just be calling bishops and, you know, speaking and looking and 
just trying to be helpful in any way you could that you created. Yeah, you had several groups within a really short period of time. And sometimes we have clinicians come on and, and they just are waiting for us to send them somebody. Yeah, I, I really have always had a drive, especially especially during my mission, after my mission, to to give some type of um, relief. And I know, it, I just know when I when I have some type of uh, thing that feels good and feels wonderful, and I know it does so much for me because this this has, to be honest with you, this changed my life. This changed my way of being. Just coming on and learning all the principles from Maurice and learning from like Drysley Fight and putting on the arm of God and all the things that that uh, we learn here, I really it, it opened opened my heart and opened my mind to so many so many things and I wanted to share it and I still do. I really have had man, I just that's the thing with with me and I I I, I hate to. We call it humble bragging, but like, and I know it's not a best thing. It's a little bit of a form of a pride thing, but I, that's what I want to be. I just want to be a missionary. Like, like my, Chris and I, we just have a goal to be missionaries. We want to go out on a mission right when Rock turns that age to go on his mission. Like, that's our goal. We want to be out in the field working because we know how much and how miraculous missionary work is and, and faith and how Heavenly Father can just transform us. And so, yeah, I have a huge desire to especially serve bishops, serve their people. Bishops are so spread thin, are so loving. They want to do everything they can for their, their flock. And I really want to be help for them and earn their trust and because kind of, most of the time, as a clinician, we're we're guilty until proven innocent. You know, we gotta. You know, it's one of those things. It's a, the Lord's trust there, and we've got to earn that. And so, I really do have a desire to do that, to really serve those bishops with all that they have in their 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 lives and their work calling. Yeah, and you talk to lots of bishops out there. You. You're, you're very humble, but bold, reaching out and not being afraid to, to say, what can I do to help? And when you do reach out, what do you notice that they, their biggest need is? A lot of it is, a lot of them have this need. They have a need to really help their, their people overcome pornography, overcome sexual addiction. There's a lot of trends that the adversary is using to create havoc in so many different lives. And to be able to have an outlet for those bishops, they're looking for outlets. They're looking for resources that everywhere they turn to make sure that they can fit the needs of their, their wonderful youth and their, their couples and their people in their ward. And so uh, to have that option out there and to, to serve them is, is wonderful. So, Cody, I know that you've helped some of my family members, and it's been so fun to notice that it's just been fun. Maurice always jokes about how you're the nicer version or the you're the teddy bear, and everybody likes you because you're the teddy bear or something like that. 
Anyway, I can't remember exactly what he says. You guys are always teasing each other. Yeah. That is one thing that I really have appreciated about Sons of Human working with parents is it's just so cool to have so many options to have one company that you can come to that has so many options of so many kinds of approaches in a personality aspect. We all work around these principles, but your, your guy is going to fit with that clinician really well, or, you know, just having the opportunity to, if it doesn't fit for you to go try other groups or try more than one group a week. Just find the fit for you. I think it's been really neat to notice how that's, it's just an open door policy. It's not like once you're in a group, you're locked in and you have to stay there. We want it to be like a, like a intensive outpatient place. We want people to come in and, and, and experience as many groups as they can throughout the week. It's just, it's so it's actually vital if they can if they can fit into their schedule. We want them to go and experience Maurice, go on and fit, experience David Jensen, Marshall Lamb, you know all these all these wonderful, awesome clinicians, and go online too. Go online to Ben Smith and and Greg Dunford and really get these guys uh, their, their perception of recovery. It's although it's all taught the same principle, there might be something that Greg can teach better than Marshall or, or Maurice or stuff like that, or it might fit in that that a little bit more. Each one of us, each each one of us as clinicians, we you know we tend to get into that point where we get trained by Maurice and we want to mimic everything you know because he's so good, you know, <laughs> so stinking good, and and then we figured out. No, that's not genuine. That's not authentic to me. And so I've had to, I've had to really go and, you know, every principle that he teaches and that he's received from heaven and, and the prophets, I want to teach him too, but I want to teach him in my way that would, that would help me uh, feel authentic about my work, but also to be able to touch, touch those, those hearts of the guys in my group and the people I work with individually. And so it is very unique, and I hope everybody that, that comes to the program takes advantage of that. Having their little home group that they want to you know, feel comfortable in, but also reaching out, and it also gains you gain some more support as you do it because you're gaining friends every everywhere you go, and they're all rowdy and they're all irreverent, and it's and it's awesome. They all come together and they just shake hands and they just oh man, it's fun. It's a night of the round table experience. And swords come out sometimes, shields come out, but at the end, they're all shaking hands, just hugging, even big man hugs. So, it's awesome. That is awesome. So, that's one of the things I think is unique when you you mentioned them coming together in Knights of the Roundtable kind of format. Just, what are, what's some of the transition that you've seen as a young man signs up for Sons of Helaman and then gets to a place of a, of a general. What are some things that you notice? Oh man. Uh, when they get that, that countenance change, that's what I notice. They're, they're coming in pretty dejected. Some of them come in, um, having known a person that, 
And the thing is, this is so influential around, especially Davis County, and hopefully, it, you know, spreads spreads along all of Utah and around the world. But um, they come in and they they really um, have a friend that has been through the program, and that decreases shame because they, oh man, that guy and really made a big change. They come in, get a get a wonderful interview with the the clinician, and throughout the process. They're figuring it out. They're, they're failing a little bit. Good failure because they're, they're really figuring out how to, how to beat the, beat the snot out of Satan and get to the point where he can, where they can have that confidence forever. And when they figure it out and when they have that turning point, there's nothing stopping them. And if they keep, keep doing what they were doing at that point, just the simple steps that they were, they were keeping up with manpower, they just rock forever. And they, they stay intact in and, and they learn how to work recovery for the rest of their life. They learn how to, how to beat the adversary's tactics, not just with addiction, but just with everything that he comes with. And, uh, it's just a countenance change. It's a protective, presiding, providing attitude that they lead with, even more than they, they had when they started. Yeah, I think it's, uh, incredible. You're the, clinician that comes and supports our generals panel as well as general support. So generals are young men who have graduated from Sons of Helaman. But it is absolutely amazing to hear what a general sounds like, who he is. Yes, very much in that generals panel and even in the generals conference and, and you know, you know, splitting up duties and having having these generals go to different groups and see how they run and, and really, really getting that, getting that spirit in each group and train those other guys. It's a, it's a training program that guys, you know, they come in, you know, thinking they have some things figured out or maybe not even knowing what they want to do in their life, but they end up saying, I want to be a Sunday element plant counselor. I want to be, I want to be a clinician just like Cody, just like Maurice, just like you know, uh, Brian Skiles, you know, yeah. you want to be like those guys because they're powerful, they're soldiers and the generals in this army you want to be like them. And then they're, they sound even better than those clinicians. Yeah, oh man, generals panel or every, every third Thursday, man, we got those generals and they're giving their reasons for fighting. And I was like, Oh man, I just want to bask in this awesomeness because that's exactly what I want my, what my sons to be like. That's exactly what I want my daughters to marry is that attitude. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's so hopeful. It's such a testimony of just the power of the atonement and what kind of man the Savior is, you know, because when we show up and it's like they show up in their authentic authenticity as sons of God. Like, I'm awake and I know who I am. And it's okay for me to speak boldly and with confidence in the spirit. And I do. And anyway, I just think it's amazing whenever I get to watch them present or be on a generals panel. I just feel, yeah, so blessed. And I've been attending those meetings for years. And it's still, it's when I come every month, I just feel like I would pay money to come hear this. I just love, I love 
to hear this. It's so inspiring because it's such a hopeful testimony that broken things are never broken. Yeah. And oh man, it's, I, I just had a, a guy uh, in my group the other day graduate uh, from the program, become a general and receive his general ring. And, and he, just a year ago, I mean, this is, he's just a wonderful, wonderful example of the whole group now. Just man, just brings a vibe. It's just amazing. But he said a year ago, he, he was empty. I mean, he's just going through the motions of life few years removed from the mission and just never had any any type of recovery really worked hard at it and the thing that changed him in, in this program is knowing that he he's not the enemy and that he he is the the victor and that there is an enemy that's a common enemy that that wreaks havoc that was the only thing he was missing and that's that's what changed his whole perspective he had everything right he just needed that one little, little more of in, a little bit of information to just get him over the edge to recovery and and work in recovery. And now he's just doing phenomenally, just with that information that he's given. And so, even if it's that, even if it's that little bit you know, that just brings him over to that recovery stage, it's something that. Sons of Healing is off really well. Yeah, so Cody, when you're in a Sons of Healing group, if you were to describe, this is the power of a Sons of Healing group. This is why this works. What would you say? Oh, it's support. It's, uh, it's animated. It's it, everybody that comes, they have a huge attack beforehand to not come. But when they come, they, they, they leave just on fire and they want to go to more. They get friends that literally last, I mean, they will be lifetime friends because they met in the program and there's a kindred spirit there. I think this is the power of, man, no shame. I become just so ashamed of what they've done. Then they come to a group of eight other guys that are, they're overcoming that shame. Their shame level just dissipates. It just goes out the, the window and they start to make such great changes some fast but some pretty slow uh, and that and that is extremely okay because they're still on that they're s- stepping up little by little you know and so especially if they stick it out and use the principle but um i would say that there's man, there's just no shame there's no judgment because Who's going to judge at a group like that, right? <laughs> you know, and they're, they're getting this non-judgmental approach and they just come in and start working hard. So that's what I love about it. Camaraderie with the extreme no shame environment. No shame at all. Yeah. And the, the training that the young men receive in Sons of Helaman, the reason why it's called Sons of Helaman is it's kind of likened to some kind of battle strategy, battle training. Would you mind just telling us just some of the tools that you appreciate in the training? Just a little story first. I, I just have this little, he's, he's a 13-year-old boy, but heart of a lion and heart of a, he's, he's just awesome. And he's just coming up with battle strategies. And it's just this 13-year-old boy that's learning how to battle right now. 
and he's calling out the 18 year olds. He's calling out the 16 year olds and saying, dude, what's going on here? I'm doing this. I'm 13. You're not, <laughs> you're not doing this yet. Why aren't you, you better get on the manpower, my friend, you know, um, just a uh, spitfire. And when that guy came in, when that kid came in my office, he was bawling. Why do I have to be here, Dad? Why do I have to be here, Mom? This is not a problem. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this. He would literally shut his eye. He would not make. He would make sure that he could not see me. And now, it's just different. Like it's a battle. There's a. There's a. There's a war cry just built into him now. And there's cases like that that come and. Uh, and they just start to fight. And it's, it's really a battle room. We call it sparring. We want these boys and we want every young man and, and young single adult to come into this, this program, getting the spirit of discernment that is so strong that they can detect within, you know, within seconds when Satan's coming in and trying to shift their chemistry. And that's, that's a huge, that's a huge thing soldiers have all over the place. They can start to recognize when an enemy's coming. And they, they, they have, they've drilled so hard that they know when the enemy's coming and they feel it. They feel it. They, they, they notice the shift. And this isn't physical warfare anymore. It's, it's very much biochemical. And to get those guys to the point where they can fight this, like, fight this biochemical war at a level that's, you know, 40, 50 year old guys don't even figure it out yet. You know, I didn't have it figured out until I was 33, you know, and so really getting to the point where, more like 31, sorry, not 33. But, um, but yeah, they're getting to that point where they can recognize the chemistry in that. And they get to the point where they can fight that with warrior chemistry and they fight it physically. They fight these biochemical wars at a physical level and with extreme amount of values because their core values are always strung into the group. Always talking about, I'd probably say the word values 500 times per group just to make sure that these guys know that's where the warrior chemistry comes and that's how we can fight this biochemical war at a physical physical level. When they know that those values are being attacked, they can get up and get out of that situation, go do push-ups, but also rehearse their value system, rehearse their fighting reasons. Very much, very much like a battle in group. That is awesome. One more thing, you also are play a big role with the personal warrior trainers. You you help and are a resource with them and consult with them and the director that assigns all the personal warrior trainers. What's what's the value of personal warrior trainer? Why do we do that? And what have you noticed about that? That's another another thing that has been an inspiration that, you know, you brought on a lot. You were very instrumental in making sure that we get these personal warrior trainers going, the life coaches going, is that they're in the trenches with them. They're teaching how to be in those trenches. I uh, I help with the personal warrior trainers and, and giving them advice on different cases. We're only focused on manpower. We're only focused on kind of the, we never get into the therapeutic aspect of things with the personal warrior trainers. They're always focused on how can I get these guys, you know, how can we really promote each one of the Sons of Healman clients and Menomoroni clients to get into manpower. Manpower is the lifeblood. It's it's the lifeblood of recovery. It really is the border patrol that we need to make sure and know 
when our chemistry is kind of going off. And it was so inspiring. It was so inspired by, by you and by Maurice to, to get that going and to make that a huge part of the Sons of Healing program. Because if um, guys don't get the manpower, it takes them a while. But if they do, if they get that manpower down and they get consistent on it, there's faster, there's speedier recovery. There's speedier recognition of when moral violation is coming, you know? And so I have been so impressed by personal warrior trainers and the guys that use them. It saves time. It saves so much money. And it gets them to the point where they, they learn that recovery, that working recovery at such a faster rate. So personal warrior trainers are trained. Um, they have to be into one of our programs before. They have to have graduated a, 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 our program before. Um, so Eternal Warriors or Sons of Helaman or Menomoroni, they've had to have graduated that. Then they go through a really good training with Ruben Aiton for 12 weeks. And that really teaches them all the skills to make sure that we're, we have that foundation of those gospel principles, faith-based principles. They're really trusted guys by Maurice, by me, and by, and by Ruben. And they become even more entrusted as they go through that that process. And so I, uh, I really love our personal warrior trainers, what they can do. Yeah. And manpower is just three specific goals that increase your spiritual discernment and align you to that connection with putting your armor of God on and increasing the spirit. And then the other three man goals are fortifying what they're trying to accomplish and trained to do in group. Right. And um, the combination of those six goals give you, a, I mean, it's pretty much superpowers. <laughs> it's like a superhero. No, you, you really, you really are able to detect. I mean, I know if I go a day without manpower, I'm not able to detect those small, subtle attacks that the adversary brings. So I'm, I'm completely and utterly in love with uh, manpower. My family's in love with manpower. They do better at it than I do. I wish I was a better example. And so Sadie and Eli, man, they're on it every day. Wow. They even, I remember uh, they even cried because they missed a day once. And I'm like, oh, it's all right. We're not, <laughs> there's no shame around it. Man, you've been trying. You've been doing great. And so I've had to. Have to have some, you know, because they've been trying. So, yeah, uh, it's just something I promote every day in my family. That's incredible. Well, Cody, the only thing I can think to ask you, unless you have something in closing you'd love to say, and maybe you can make it part of this, is I just think I need to ask you the key one question: Why are you fighting? Why don't you just give up? I fight because. I get to be a part of something that creates a system where wives don't have to cry as much, right? Mothers don't have to feel at at odds with their kids as much. Fathers can can pass on that providing, presiding, protecting factor their 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 sons more. And I get to be a part of that every day. That is a dream. It's a dream come true. I I I fight to continue to be 
extremely um, aware in my own life to make sure that I can create an even more of a situation like that for future families. I fight because when these guys graduate and they really graduate genuinely, authentically, they literally have uh, stopped any type of system that put a, put, could put a cog in their generations to come. And so I fight extremely hard for that to, to make sure and, and to pass that information on to a, at a level that, that these guys can pass their, pass to their kids and they won't be immune to them, but they'll, they'll at least know that their, their fathers have known how to fight a battle that before was really hard to fight. And so that's one of the reasons I fight. I fight because I get to see change every day if I'm on it. If I'm, if I'm aware, I get to see God's hand in so much of, uh, what I get to be a part of. And it's, uh, it's really amazing to be able to, to be a part of something like that. But if I'm not aware, I don't notice those as much. And so I fight to make sure that I'm connecting with God at a level that's pretty high every day and to, to make sure I'm doing what he wants me to do. Cause when I'm, when I'm on his errand and when I'm on his, uh, when I'm connected with him, things really go pretty awesome. And I recognize a lot of his hand in my life. And, uh, that's my whole purpose. That's all I want. I just want to be with him. I just want to serve him. I just want to love him. I just want to do what he wants me to do. And I just, uh, and to be able to get to that point and to a higher level at that, you know, in that regard, he's teaching me every day how to, how to fix my body to get to that point. Cause, uh, got a lot of things to figure it out and I, I've got to fight for that. Yeah. That's why I fight. That's awesome. I thought of one more question to ask you. Yeah. So here I am. I'm a, I'm a parent, a mother, uh, a father with someone in sons of human and I'm about ready to die. Cause I just discovered it or we've been fighting forever trying to figure it out. And then we just figured out there's something called sons of human. And what I really want to know is what am I supposed to be doing as a parent to help this kid? What? Give me some advice. So the question is, what when I figure out about Sons of Healman and uh, I'm a parent and I haven't really found any solutions for my son or my daughter and how to help them, the biggest advice I would give is um, is really get your get your son involved. In, in the sons of human, get them turn that over to turn it over to them, but also use mothers who know, use all the parent resources, and also fight something that you're also learn how to fight something that you're dealing with. Too. Really go in there and say, you know what, I, I need to because my son's going through this, I also want to understand addiction on my on my level too. I want to understand what you know because. I'm dealing with something too. It could be sugar, it could be whatever, uh, depression, anxiety. And I want to employ the, the principles that he's employing every day, that he's taught every day. Really get involved and please know there's, there's so many resources out there for you. But try to fight this alongside your son. A lot of the time we butt heads. 
said, let's let's walk side by side and know that the adversary is the is the is the orchestrator of all that pain. He's the orchestrator of all your pain. He's the orchestrator of all your son's pain, any family pain. He loves orchestrating like that. And so standing side by side and recognizing that I'm gonna fight this with you. I kinda wanna I kinda wanna butt heads with you right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change my mind and I'm gonna fight this alongside you. I'm fighting this right now. And so let's fight them together. Getting to that point, that's when true not only recovery for him comes, recovery for you, but the recovery for the family really starts to, to blossom. Yeah, it, it, it helps for mothers to have something purposeful they're doing because if you're not putting your energy somewhere that's kind of in the, in the fight, a solution to the fight, you know, so doing a girl power calendar alongside your son's man power calendar, uh, it just gives you some purpose and focus because me, all I wanted to do was focus on exactly what he was doing every minute of the day to make sure he didn't lose another battle make sure he was running the program right so we weren't wasting our money and make sure he was going to have a happy future. It just, I felt so invested and so anxious about this working and him figuring this out. And so it was incredible when I could start using the principles as well and recognize, oh my word, I have an enemy too. And it is not my son and it's not me. Uh, it's not my husband who's not supporting this situation that I, I, in the way I think it should be supported. I have one enemy, and it is the adversary of us all. And when I got that at a personal level, it was like, you are messing with the wrong mom. Yeah, and that's why I have your number on my board. (laughs) (laughs) You are the poster child of how to, it's just that you are that that place where we want every mom to to get to you know i mean it's just and it's it's not a hard place to get to i mean it is a hard actually it's very hard to get to but that's why we want everybody to talk to karen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it's worth it and there's so many karens i mean there's just so many women i mean that are you know that are doing so great but thank you so much cody And thank you, if you're listening, for joining us today. If you want more information about life-changing services and the other programs that we offer, as well as specifically Sons of Helaman, our addiction recovery group for young men, you can uh, find us at lifechangingservices.org.